IP. 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 Welcome to IP series, home to all things IP related, where I give you the stories, tips, and implications to business and creative decision concerning your intangible assets with real life case study. I am your host, Rita Henry Chinda. Subscribe and turn on your notification so you don't miss an episode. Cheers, guys. So for episode 106, I will be talking about intellectual property myth. So first of what is intellectual property intellectual property is a creation or invention of the mind the mind in this question would be human intellect while the creation and invention would be the output of that human intellect that must be commercialized you also get to enjoy legal backing and protection depending on the jurisdiction you know that the work was created um how the work was created will determine who owns it and who can also commercialize it at the end of the day. So, um, what are the types of intellectual property rights um, that exist in Nigeria? And why is intellectual property important to businesses and entrepreneurs? So, intellectual property has different types and they all have laws that grant the creators or inventors some sort of right. However, for the purpose of our conversation on intellectual property myths, we need to understand how important intellectual property is for businesses and entrepreneurs. Number one on my list is that it gives them the opportunity to earn recognition, to be recognized and also to um get financial reward for their creation and invention what do i mean by this now if you invent a product or you solve a problem or you improve on something that was already existing for instance the way we used to research um you know we still use google but now you have ai related tools don't misquote me guys <laughs> or let's use cars we had manuals and now we have automatic and now we're doing self-driving cars you get my drift yeah this way you be able to prevent other people from copying your invention and also get to benefit from your invention secondly intellectual property helps you distinguish your product or services from that of from other people's own basically i mean it's a no-brainer at this point um so if you have like a unique name a distinctive name a coinful name a fanciful name or logo, slogan, color, a bit non-traditional, but yeah, you know, I mean, have you guys seen what Barbie is doing in terms of marketing and PR? Like, everyone is going crazy. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. I mean, the pink, all shades of pink. Everyone is going crazy with the color pink right now. And I think there's like a case. Yeah, I did, I did see that on, I think it was on Twitter. I saw it first on Twitter, and then I saw it on Instagram. Someone, you know, talked about it. The company that owns the Barbie merchandise, Mattel, is currently suing one of the big brands for wanting to register a similar name. Um, I think it's 
Barbie, but spelt not as Barbie. You get. Um, so they are opposing the registration. Um, kind of like I mean, I think I was talking about this with someone else as well. But one thing you need to know when you're talking about distinguishing your products is that you get to build loyalty, customer loyalty. You gain reputation for your business. I mean, Barbie is pulling in the numbers with merch, with everything. I mean, they are utilizing. Um, you know the, the challenges tiktok challenges um the color pink at the moment a lot of merch deals aldo primark you name it guys that's one of the benefits of intellectual property i mean let's say in the next five years which other movie we want to attempt like a pink teen marketing pr no one and margie is doing a whole lot on the red carpet and on the tours have you guys seen her outfit damn it or like my boyfriend would say damn it <laughs> anyways thirdly intellectual property helps you prevent other people from stealing or copying your ideas i think i've gotten a few of those conversations uh, within the nigerian ip space or creative or inventive space there's always one social media call out or the other this person stole my song, he stole my design, he stole my invention, he copied my... Your ideas cannot be protected. Let's get that one thing straight. You cannot protect an idea unless we see it in a tangible format, a form of a name, a logo, a product, something you get. Um, you have to be able to maintain that information or products that gives you an edge um in the market for instance coca-cola i think is like the most told ip story ever when you're talking about trade secret um you also need to protect your your business um from any form of unauthorized use um make sure that someone gets a written um consent permission and authorization by doing that you get to attract the right investors right partners the right customers right collaborators who value your intellectual property assets and respect your intellectual property rights now you see that ip is not just a legal concept it's a strategic tool for business and entrepreneurs who want to succeed in the global market. And if you want to learn more about intellectual property, please listen to my last, last 105 episodes. I mean, I've talked about every type of intellectual property, um, you know. But then, um, copyright, as we know, will protect um, literary, artistic works, sound recording, um, audio visuals, um, broadcasts, as long as it has its original, um, you put in some sort of effort, doesn't matter, it doesn't really matter the quality. Trademark is for names, words, slogans, industrial designs for aesthetic features or visual appearance or the combination of lines and colors of your product. Um, patent, um, if you're improving on, your invention is improving on something or solving a problem in the society, trust you could basically protect confidential information. You know, for instance, your secret recipe, um, business formula, you know, all those, all those kind of things. Then plant varieties for distinct um, plant seeds, you know, 
trees vines all of the things then you have geographical education which you know businesses should not really concern themselves but it's, it's also a type of intellectual property that that builds on the um unique characteristics of a product from a particular region you know so yeah uh, i think we've talked about uh, the types of ip like a very crash course on that and also why ip is important for businesses now let's delve into the myths itself yeah so number one on my list for um intellectual property myth is businesses automatically own all intellectual property created by employees contractors and i dare say interns do you agree with me that businesses own all the business your employer your contractor basically owns all your intellectual property i would say it depends on the contract you signed if you sign a contract, then whatever the contract states there is final and binding. For instance, if a contract states that whatever work you created in the course of being employed or being a contractor or being an intern belongs to the person that employed you to do X, Y, Z, I think that's final. However, if it says or states that any work you create while you're within the premises of the company using the company's material belongs to the company however anything you do or create outside the purview of your work uh, or your employment provision belongs to you so you now have to ask yourself so let's say i work nine to five if from 6 p.m i start working on my personal project that belongs to me as long as i'm not using the company's laptop or internet or whatever it is you know now that contract is specific in the event of no contract now it depends on the type of intellectual property is it copyright is it a trademark is it an industrial design you created or a design right or is it patent or were you part of a technical working group um working on a secret project for the company you know what's measures have the company taken to protect or assert their um, authority stating that they own that thing in question um for trade secret or confidential information whatever it is i think the the, the samsung case of an employee disclosing certain um, confidential information on chat gpt comes to mind i think I have, i've talked about it in some of the the um, events have been opportune to speak at or being invited to speak at um in that instance now um this is not this is not going to focus on ownership but rather what the company had done to make sure that that information had not been disclosed so um you know how do you then avoid this kind of myth um use a written agreement basically that specifies who owns the intellectual property right and how they can be transferred or licensed and another case that comes to mind is the please call me back case i enjoy talking about that case when i'm talking about this kind of scenario for employee um um the guy in question had you know i've talked about it in my in my podcast please 
check just listen to my podcast basically or just type hashtag ip series on on twitter and or please call me back hashtag ip series ah fuck <laughs> oh my god just type hashtag ip series or um please call me back you're going to see my review about the case in question and i apologize for the you know <laughs> but yeah so that's about it for me number one mid number two <laughs> why am i laughing guys oh guys but mid number two is trade secrets are protected by legal recognition hmm so you know that um trade secret like i previously stated it's a confidential information that um, the owner must take precaution or put in measures to make sure that that secret is protected so that it doesn't lead to any kind of um, loss of competitive advantage. Because the more effort you put into protecting your secret, um, you're able to protect it from any um, theft or unauthorized use or losing your power in the market. Um, what are the requirements? Um, use, um, give like a secret password or use encryptions, or um, limit the number of persons that can have access to the information, um, to protect your trade secrets, such as putting in a confidentiality agreement, security policy, employee training on intellectual property, and trade secrets, and also. Um, breach of confidentiality not even just have the basic and also in this era where uh, a lot of people are experimenting with artificial intelligent tools um, you need to make sure that your company is compliant i think there is a post i saw this evening trying to get to it on my if i had to screenshot it and share it on my whatsapp status sometimes i share a lot of informations or posts I don't talk about that. So it goes like this. It says, Chat GPT now investigated by the Federal Trade Commission for AI training data. So there's a lot of complications in that you need to take into consideration, such as data protection, um, data privacy, um, what are the laws within your territory, um, you know, just to make sure that you're not going against any regulation or policy out uh, there and i think that's it for uh myth number two myth number three let's let's see so myth number three would be intellectual property protection is too expensive and complicated Hmm. so sometimes when i get consultation requests and you give a charge you know Clients sometimes complain that it's too expensive. But trust me, it's going to cost you more if you do not protect your intangibles as soon as possible or at the earliest that you can. Because when someone infringes, so for instance, someone infringes on your copyright, copyright and trace secret grants you automatic protection. Now, under the Nigerian copyright law, the law states that a copyright owner that owns an eligible work such as 
you know, books, songs, films, um, broadcasts, etc. May register. Then he goes for that to give reasons why they should do that. Um, in the event of a dispute, we can go back to the Nigerian Copyright Commission request for a certified true copy CTC to use for documentation purpose in the course of your dispute, just to show that, okay, you are the original author of that work. Now, for trademark, trademark requires that you register your trademark. As long as it's capable of distinguishing or is distinctive enough. Now, if you cannot wait for, like, do a letter to the trademark registrar requesting that they give you their opinion as to whether your mark in question is distinctive or meets section 9 and 10, and you just go ahead to do the search and, you know, begin your, your registration. I didn't say register. I said begin your application to register to trademark your work. Um, doing that gives you some sort of leverage on edge. Um, however, in the event where you do not register, you get to enjoy a limited form of intellectual property protection for your trademark where you can sue for passing off and not infringement. Whereas for industrial design, um, if you do not register your design within six months, you have like a six months grace period under the law. Um, patent requires non-disclosure. You don't do any publication stating that, oh, I'm about to do X, Y, Z, that will solve this. No, nah, nah, we don't want to hear that. Do it in peace. Register your work and protect yourself. Those are the benefits of registering. So if you're saying, oh, someone gives you a charge for any of these um, intellectual property, and like, ah, it's too expensive, cannot afford it, it's not in my... Dude, you're not doing yourself any good. So um, the benefits of securing your intellectual property right for your invention and creation is that you're able to enforce your rights against any alleged infringer or potential infringer or unauthorized use, not social media call out this time, you know. Um, for instance, in the case of a startup that failed to patent their technology, they can lose the market um, share to copycats. You know, um, how can you avoid this? Retain the services of an intellectual property lawyer or a copyright lawyer, a patent lawyer, a trademark lawyer, or an industrial design lawyer, or just retain an intellectual property lawyer just to save you cost. Um, you can use um, IP management tools to track your products, your works, um, and then take advantage of any government incentive or program, depending on your jurisdiction. I know during the pandemic, when we're in the lockdown, the patent registry, um, you know, introduced the utility patent registration model for um, inventions that needed to go into the market ASAP. So, you know, also, uh, I know the Startup Act has some sort of in incentive for startups. There's also like a collaboration between um, the Startup Council, I think, and intellectual property offices within Nigeria. I don't know how that's going, but it's, you know, provisions that was made in the law. And then the, the Business Facilitation uh, Miscellaneous Act as well. Check that out. Uh, but yeah. That's about it for myth number three. Number four, intellectual property infringement is not a big deal and nobody will notice or care. Who tell you? Have you seen the rate at which people are tweeting? And now, now we are treading, we are seeing threads, you know, uh, or we're doing TikTok videos or 
I think it's gone at the days of Instagram Live and Facebook. I mean, the easiest way not to get anybody's attention about any kind of infringement is uh, it used to be Clubhouse at some point. And I mean, Clubhouse is less popular than it was. I don't know what really happened, but now there's a lot of threads being sued, um, Twitter posts, um, rooms on Twitter. What's that? What's that called again? I think it's wait though. It's been a while. I, I I let's see. Spaces. Yeah, I just had to go back to my Twitter just to verify and what is being called right now. Um, consequences of of violating someone's intellectual property rights. Um, you can be sued. Um, injunctions can be granted by a court. You can cause damage to someone's um business. Um, can also be fined. Uh, you know, this is not about exploring the easiest way um, to resolve the dispute. I mean, there's a need for sensitization and education and educating the pub, general public, basically, on the consequences of violating, violating someone's intellectual property. Um, you can, how, how can this backfire or harm your business? Um, in an instance where someone sues you, for a huge sum of money for you for the unauthorities of their work one the person that is suing you is hoping that he ends up winning and he gets the damages that he has asked for so i think there's this case this is this is case i'm supposed to review yeah so it, the 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 applicant in question asked for 10 million but all he got was 3 million they felt like that's too small i mean at the end of the day it's how your counsel was able to um persuade the judge to see things in your own view you know when granting um your prayers at the end of the day so tips to avoid this kind of myths when the myths is intellectual property infringement is not a big deal it is a big deal nobody would notice people will care i mean in this era of social media people definitely talk about it um it's actually going to trend like the last um post i just made about the translator you guys should please read it I'm also going to do the the podcast version as well. Yeah, people notice, people care. I mean, sometimes um, it's good when when IP owners go to court because we have a precedent to rely on. For instance, the NFT Meta Becking case, we have a precedent. So anyone delving into the metaverse knows that okay, I need to have the physical right as much as the virtual right. I hope you guys didn't hear that, but. <laughs> Yeah, um, fair use or fair dealing will not save you at the end of the day. Um, make sure that you do your due diligence. Um, look out for public domain exception. Public domain will come in when your work term of duration for protection has expired. And then it goes into the public domain for any person to be able to commercialize it. Um, make sure you're getting your licenses you're obtaining your written licenses whether it's exclusive or non-exclusive licenses to be able to use an intellectual property and that's about it for myth number four myth number five what's myth number five going to be on mm, let's see 
Okay, so I've talked about this. Yeah, if you don't have a copyright symbol, anybody can use it. How true is that? And is it true? No. I mean, copyright amongst what intellectual property, like I earlier stated that, it gives you automatic protection. So whether you use the C in the circle or you put the copyright notice or notes, you already enjoy protection. But how do you go ahead to, you know, protect your copyrighted work from being infringed or being reproduced or distributed or communicated to the public or adapted or translated without your consent, permission or authorization. Um, you know, so when you think about this myth, an example of how this myth can result in liability or damage to reputation is when you're being sued for XYZ amount for posting a copyrighted photograph for instance we had the i think it's still there where paparazzis are suing um, a lot of celebrities for reposting images of themselves you know it raised a lot of issues um now we are dealing with ai related content uh, um came across this case again I'm trying to get to it now yeah so uh the post reads ai senate hearing on atom music copyright protection universal music group VP of Legal Affairs and Artist Carla Ortiz appeared before the Senate Judiciary Committee to argue against exploitative AI companies who stole private data and creative and copyrighted work to train and commercialize generative, generative AI models for profits without consent and compensation from the original creators and owners. UMG and the music industry are gearing up for lawsuits against generative AI companies, which will come down the pipe before the year ends. Ms. Carla Ortiz is already part of a class action lawsuit that, in my opinion, that is at Meijin the Artist. He's on Twitter. You guys can check him out. Review vicarious infringement will ultimately cripple and downgrade generative AI models due to their unjust appropriation and unethical theft of creative and private contributions from billions of unsuspecting and unconsenting users. Now, it goes further to say, huge. AI just got roasted <laughs> by the number one music label in the world. UMG, whose VP of Legal Affairs just said it would be hard to opt out if you don't know what's being opted in. And that is true because I do recall a case where someone had opted in one of these AI related tools, posted his pictures, and wanted to opt out and they refused. He sent a cease and desist letter accusing me of copyright infringement. I went ahead to sue him. I mean, it's insane. Then he goes further to say the statement echoes sentiments expressed by many artists over the past few months and i agree it's encouraging to see this logic being acknowledged by the top brass of the number one record label in the music industry which represent major artists like drake i love drake <laughs> the weekend love him taylor swift yeah shake it up come on stop here yeah so he said also huge Federal rights of publicity and AI training data transparency was just proposed by UMG's VP Legal Counsel in the 
video above so there's a video i think it's an 11 minutes long video so if you have the time please check it out um to protect artists and creators from style and likeness appropriation that is that falls under image rights basically so in the u.s right of publicity image rights extensively researched and precedents out there in nigeria not so much i mean i talked about the binary case which i felt would have been a good precedent but the court had you know a better view and better judgment about the case um um but yeah um so how can you avoid this kind of myth where someone will tell you oh if there's no copyright symbol you can use it not lie <laughs> trust me they are basically deceiving you so one you need to respect the rights of original authors or creators know that for instance under section 9 to 13 of the copyright act it lists the exclusive rights or the bundle of exclusive rights that every eligible copyrighted work author enjoys it as a literary artistic work musical work audiovisual broadcast performance you know and there's this conversation about economic right to earn and moral right to to prevent third parties from derogative um, use of their work modification or defaming the character of the, the original content itself make sure you seek permission or get a license you know give proper credit or citation it's not a uh, disclaimer this video does not belong to me or this picture mm -mm. at now there's a lot of i mean everyone has an account at esmeralda ears could tag me yes acknowledge me eh you know uh, but yeah, that's about it for, I think it's mid number five right now. I cried a lot. I think it's mid, yeah, mid number five. So we are on to myth number six. And that is intellectual property protection is perpetual. That's a lie. So all the types of intellectual property have like a term of duration. Um, what that basically means is how long these um, inventions or creative works can be protected so for the duration of the lifetime of the author for copyright work plus 70 years after the death of the author in question um so 70 years for literary work 50 years for photographs um if it's an if it's an orphan work or anonymous work uh i think it's 70 years as well yeah um whereas trademark grants you like um they have seven years initial protection and then consecutively seven years subject to you paying your renewal fee or rate um industrial design five years subject to your renewal fee consecutive five years five years so that's 15 years trademark can last you for as long as you can commercialize or monetize it you don't need to basically wait on anyone to tell you oh after the this 21 years or seven seven you're done no you see a lot of um i would say bigger brands that have lasted for years like you're here in 105 years gain <laughs> um patent 20 years and that's accounting from the day of your application um 
one variety should i even be mentioning this i think i should yeah um uh, plant variety i've let me not miss quotes anyways but the basic thing is that once all of this has um exceeded their term of duration it all goes into the public domain you also have for trademark where by um your 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 distinctive name can become generic and that one then leads it to you know it's, it doesn't it's no longer unique or distinctive it's just there for anyone and everyone and you're asking yourself what did i do wrong so the moment from the moment you notice that your trademark is kind of lagging behind or entering the entering um the consumer's mind like any other common word out there that you need to rebrand uh, i can't remember the name of the brand that actually did this but when it turned out that their brand was becoming like a very common word they had to rebrand and you know change tactics on how to remain um, in a very positive way in the minds of the consumers um you can also extend your trademark with good strategy and constant using commerce uh, but yeah that's about it for myth number six but yeah so far i've mentioned six um if you have anyone that i may have missed out or you think i should include please send me a dm and i might end up doing a newsletter for you guys you know i'm nice like that but yeah that's about it for myth number six myth number seven international ip protection and international patent protection like a world so i get calls sometimes and like oh i'm around to do the worldwide protection there's a period there's a time i won't say a period i got this request and i was like asking the person please can you kindly specify the jurisdiction you want to expand your registration and protection to and he was like i want a worldwide protection fam the challenge is one it's gonna cost you more i mean we have the national which is the nigerian you have the regional where you explore aripo or oapi which nigeria is never signified to any of this so more money for you um then you have the euipo the uspto and other jurisdiction or um the white pool um platform that you can use to register your 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 intellectual property depending on the the treaty in question i mean just to protect yourself um you can be all over the world so you need to now employ someone that would help you register so Intellectual property is territorial in nature. It's only the jurisdiction that you end up protecting or registering your work that you get to enjoy the legal backing of the law. Um, however, like I said, there are regional registrations that can be explored and treaties that enforces priority for contracting state members. So you get to explore all of that. Um, sometimes even the use of um, IP management tools may not protect you in a cross-border related infringement. 
and because you don't really have someone on ground or maybe that jurisdiction does not um, allow such things um, to be used especially in view of data getting data accessing data or you know information um, how can this meet expose businesses to infringement or risk or missed opportunities um, basically the case of apple against samsung over the samsung patent that's like a very um good example i was going to read the case but it's kind of going to make our conversation a bit more longer but just google the and this was a period when samsung and, and apple were always fighting against were fighting over um, the patent of you know the smartphones all those conversations utility patents this one that one but then tips on how to avoid this kind of meetings conduct a patent search or an ip search within that jurisdiction fire application in key markets also get professional advice on international ip strategies that you can explore but maybe what i can do for my ip friends alternatively is to tell you give you like examples of key um IP international IP strategy first you need to know what an IP strategy is and this is like um, a company's way or mode for managing and protecting its intangible assets within that particular jurisdiction you need to have like an intellectual property checklist that provides a non-exhaustive list of questions and possible action that can be considered throughout the company's commercialization life cycle remember that the definition of ip i talked about you um commercializing your work um the checklist will be divided into four parts you have the the idea ideation stage as when you're generating or developing your ideas um production or service ip protection in terms of registering or securing your assets and then monetizing it through commercialization and getting into the market itself so for stage one which is the ideation stage, and now i'm reading for from a publication for, um published by the world intellectual property organization so under the ideation stage it says a commercial application does this idea has commercial value you need to now identify your intellectual property asset capture those ideas um or your assets rather confidential information you know you're talking about trade secrets restricted assets uh, you, you drop a non-disclosure agreement or non-disclosure clause or non-compete clause uh, likelihood of intellectual property protection by exploring a multi-tiered ip protection um, such as um, getting say a domain name or plant breeders right search or a design right um, search or patent search um, when you're collaborating with third parties how do you secure ownership or access to the ip created identify who your competitors are and so that you don't fall um or get into a situation where someone is accusing you of creating similar product or that is a likelihood of confusion or you're infringing on third party rights you know then the production service um service development into consider third party rights does the business have processes or procedures for addressing ip ownership considering consideration when collaborating with third parties for instance when you're marketing in an employee employment relationship a research and development relationship a licensing agreement 
um, what is your IP strategy implementation? How do you take into account the overall business of the company? Um, does the business have technical or an IP review committee to decide on product or service and development? Um, do you have like a freedom to operate search or a competitor analysis to identify any potential competing IP rights? Then IP protection, you need to have a good strategy. Then you're exploring like a multi-tier protection. Um, so you have a trademark for your name logo, um, design right present for the visual appearance of your product, um, improvements on an invention, patent, you know. Then prioritize your IP protection. Which one should you consider first if you don't have the funds? You do recall that one of the myths said IP protection is expensive. Um, then monitor ownership monitor ownership and then have like a good ip advice um then have like um now you get to the commercialization aspect where you consider um either selling licensing assigning model for your business how you can monitor your competition, branding, audit, IP policy, and education. And so that's about it for this particular myth or myth number seven. <laughs> myth number eight, and I think I'm going to wrap up with this one, uh, which is that all intellectual property uh, enjoy automatic protection. It's only copyright and trademark that grants you automatic protection from the moment your work is created. The others requires you to register um, your work. Um, for unregistered trademark, you need to show consistent use within um, three to five years, depending on the jurisdiction. Um, then if it's official, then it probably is. If it sounds official, then it probably is. Um, beware of common scams that target IP owners such as fake invoices, re renewal notices, or domain name registration. I, I think I've been seeing a lot of um, publications of about um, face fake invoices and renewal notices um, regarding the US. Um, I think Eric talks about that a lot. Seen it across my timeline. Um, and this is because if you're not um, wary of all of this, you might end up losing money or compromising your intellectual property rights. Um, make sure that you always verify the source and legitimacy of any IP-related communication or reporting any suspicious or fraudulent activity to the authorities. For instance, if someone sends you, say, a document from the trademark registry or the patent registry, you need to verify that it's really from the these registries. For instance, I had an uh, I had a colleague reach out to me one time to verify. A registration he thought it was a trademark registration but upon our search we, we found out that it was actually a patent registration that was done and not a trademark so that means the client in question had lost money and that is not good for business you know so any ip notice you get someone sends you a season this is alleging that you stole their work maybe you you actually use somebody's work but you're not sure who owns it though when you were trying to verify the chain of title you couldn't figure that part out. And you're like, ah, these people don't catch me. They don't catch me. They don't catch me. You know, you start panicking. Or 
maybe you know that you haven't renewed your trademark for this year and someone sends you a notice ah oh guy you suppose this is from the registry come and pay if not we are going to you know erosion all these scammers so anytime you get all these kind of letters invoices make sure that make sure you reach out to your intellectual property lawyer that your firm has or your company has re retained and if you don't have like an IT department in your company until now, please start considering it. Uh, you may not be able to afford one or create one, but just have like a law firm or an uh, independent intellectual property lawyer to help you verify all of these things so that you don't end up losing money at the end of the day. And that's about it for myth number eight. So in wrapping up our key takeaways is Retain an IP lawyer or retain a firm that will help you carry out due diligence, create IP strategies, help you monitor your work, um, verify official letters or emails that have been coming, help you not to commit um, infringement, yeah. properly advise you on intellectual property basically and um help you understand the importance of understanding and managing your intellectual property so that your business will thrive and our economy will also thrive as well so i want to thank all my ip friends for listening to me um thank you guys for always sticking by me if you have questions please share feedbacks uh, with me um, if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe rate review us on any of your favorite podcast platform you can also follow us on social media we are ip series underscore with underscore reader or ip series info at gmail.com or at ip series one on twitter or at esmeralda esq <laughs> that's my personal account or just give me my full name see me you can you know like i said follow us on social media um for more information about intellectual property if you like to consult as well if you like me to come speak or teach your company about intellectual property i'm right here until next time keep creating and keep innovating cheers guys Mwah. lots of love